When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome into Feeling Blue on the Block M Podcast Network here with you on Wednesday night, August 16th into Thursday, August 17th and right around the corner is college football season. Very excited for it, but the days seem to be getting a little bit longer, filled with anticipation. A lot to get to here on this week's show, though. Luke Yardy here, along with Tyler Seeley, as we've got uh, Jim Harbaugh news, obviously. And also, with the season right around the corner, Bill Connolly has just released his final preseason SP Plus rankings. We're going to talk about where Michigan is and what the numbers mean exactly. Before we get into it all, Tyler, what's going on? How are we doing here today? Not much, man. Just uh, we're we're 17 days away from the start of the Michigan football season. I think I saw 10 days away from the college football season. So I am doing as good as I can be doing going on vacation tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that for the weekend. Um, Got a little concert in between for those of you that like country music, Morgan Wallen tomorrow night before I leave for, for vacation. So looking forward to that. But more than anything, looking forward to the college football season, and that's what we're talking about. So you, you just you just get a little vacation in before the football season hits, and exactly because I know it's going to be nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, the big news uh, here that we got earlier this week is that, and we had an entire show about this when the news dropped. Sounded like you know originally the NCAA and Jim Harbaugh negotiated a four-game suspension to begin the 2023 season in lieu of some level two recruiting violations and a level one violation uh, regarding not being forthcoming to NCAA officials. <laughs> uh, the the NCAA announced earlier this week that that is now 
off uh, and there will be no resolution to it this season. So Jim Harbaugh will be coaching all games for the 2023 Michigan football season. And this has just been a bit of a roller coaster, a bit of a a cluster, you know, in, in how this is being handled on the side of the NCAA. And then on top of it all, it looks like the NCAA broke some bylaws of their own by publicly commenting on this situation, even though they haven't even given Michigan a notice of allegations. Uh, We know that Jim Harbaugh's lawyered up with Tom Mars. Very interested to, to see where this goes exactly, man. But the biggest news about it all, Tyler, is that Jim Harbaugh is going to be coaching all games on the Michigan sideline for the 2023 season. Yeah, and, and uh, as, it, as it should be, I mean, Jim Harbaugh did absolutely nothing wrong other than maybe being not honest about things. But but then again, I mean, who gives a shit what the NCAA has to say nowadays? You know, this, this is just like them trying to say, you know what, we still have a little bit of authority, them to try to strangle hold a little bit of authority back um, you know, in football. And, and honestly, at, the, at this point, the toothpaste is out of the tube. The NCAA really doesn't have much to do with football as much as they, they would like to think that they do. Um, you know, sometimes the entity is, is, is big and the sport itself just gets bigger than the entity itself. And that's kind of what's happened with the NCAA and football. Um, you know, if you really think about it, it's like, like, the NCAA once once that that ruling went down, what was it, 2019 or 2020, uh, where NIL uh, it was 2020, I believe it was, uh, where NIL could become a thing. I mean, the authority is gone. You know, the the NCAA is scared of being sued, so I'm not sure why they're pursuing this Jim Harbaugh thing so so heavily and so like this is it's almost strange. It's, it almost has the Deflate Gate feel to it, right? Because it's like it's a cheeseburger, and then you have the the you know the um the workout that he watched over zoom um and then you know a couple of the recruiting dead period things i'm like are you kidding me that was a bizarro world back in in 2020 when when covid was you know infesting our world and everything so like you're gonna give a guy a violation for that and then you're gonna stick to your guns with it it's just like there's way more issues that the NCAA has to deal with, and they're going to choose this one to die on, this hill to die on. It makes no sense. It's almost comical. Yeah, I, I think, you know, a- Anthony Broom, former um, colleague here on the show, he kind of tweeted something out that that I found interesting. Uh, Jim Stapleton, uh, former regent at, at Eastern Michigan, a uh, Michigan alum, there was some uh, kind of bad blood uh, between him and Michigan after he he was critical. He is also, um, from my understanding, this according to John U. Bacon, uh, back in 2022, uh, Jim Stapleton, he's a Vikings minority owner, has been since 2005, was big in pushing Harbaugh to not get the Minnesota job because of the bad blood looks like he is serving uh, in some capacity with the NCAA uh, rule governing uh, thing here. So it it may also be a bit of a personal vendetta. Uh, We, we don't know that for sure. Obviously it's pure speculation, but it certainly uh, it, it certainly doesn't feel like coincidence. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. It really is. I mean, the good news is, is Jim Harbaugh is going to be able to coach, um, you know, this coming season and be able to coach all the games 
um, uh, barring anything else, I guess, you know, anything unforeseen from the NCAA, it, you know, it kind of seems like they can do whatever they want at this point. Um, but or they think they can do whatever they want at this point. But um, that's the good news. The bad news is, is this drags on and we don't know what that really means um, for the future of Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. You know, some have speculated, is he using this as as the crutch to go to the NFL? Um one doesn't know, but but we'll find out. Yeah, I don't I don't think it, it's necessarily that. Um, I, I think it was Josh Pate. Uh, he he mentioned that Jim Harbaugh was offered the Denver job. I I don't know if that's that's true. He, he turned it down. Uh, we we do know that he was about to take the Minnesota job. Uh, a couple of years ago, and then that kind of got pulled out from under him. He was sniffing around the NFL a, a bit last year. I don't think this would be needed necessarily, but I, I do understand it if it could be a tipping point for him. Like at the end of the day, man, since he took the job, I mean, even before he took the job in 2015, it was Harbaugh will never go back to college. He goes back to college, goes back to Michigan, and every year since then, it's been Harbaugh's looking to go back to the NFL, looking to go back to the NFL. And he did give that a, a little bit of, um, I guess, what, what's the what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? No, uh, it, it kind of gave the rumor some credence. You know what I'm saying? Um, in the sense that he has been sniffing around the last couple of years. But at the end of the day, I'll, just, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Right. Uh, but but I I would understand from his perspective if he did go uh, after this year, to be quite honest with you, because of everything that you pointed out. It just uh, I mean, having to deal with, with this, you know, this group in the NCAA, man, it's got to be tiring. It's got to be annoying. The guy just wants to coach football. Um, you know, and, and and if they want to slap a couple of level two violations, I think he's willing to take that. What he won't ever admit is that he lied, uh, because I don't think that he believes that he lied. And we don't know that he did lie. And the NCAA clearly has no proof, uh, that he has done so. So that's a big thing. He's probably sick and tired of it. The only thing uh, I will say, uh, the one thing that I'm sure he likes about college is that he gets to run his program his way. You look back on what it was like for him in San Francisco, and very clearly him and Jed York had some really bad tiffs. You know, we we heard the the rumor that he actually kicked uh, Jed York, who was the general manager at the time, out of a meeting and said that the meeting were for men only. Uh, and we know Jed York has, has been, uh, behind the scenes, at least from, you know, some plugged in sources, really trying to keep Harbaugh out of the NFL. There's some really bad blood there and Harbaugh probably doesn't want that to happen again. Cause look, when you go to the NFL as a head coach, right, you are working under a general manager and a team owner. There obviously has been a little bit of tiff between Jim Harbaugh and Ward Manuel, but nowhere near what he would be working under in the NFL. He gets to run his program his way in Ann Arbor. Once this NCAA stuff is resolved, he can kind of put it behind him, uh, I, I would imagine, and, and then he gets to continue to do that. So I think that's the one saving grace with Jim Harbaugh. I do think he likes recruiting. I think he loves the kids, man. He loves making a difference in their life because uh, 
he uh, of pretty much what Bo meant to him, right? Like he has mentioned that uh, a million million times, talking about turning these uh, these kids into men is, is you know winning football games. He loves it. He loves football. There's no question about it. But I think it's bigger than that for him. That and that's a a piece that you don't get in the NFL, right? Like they are grown men that you're coaching there. They are making millions and millions of dollars. They're there to do a job. You're there to do a job. It doesn't really go much further than that. Like it does in college. That's why, you know, I think he has stayed at Michigan pretty much longer than he's ever been a coach anywhere. When you, when you look at his career. And I think there's a reason for that, but I mean, could you blame him if he was like, man, the NCAA, they're out of control. I'm sick of it. I'm I'm going to go and, and coach just go coach football in the NFL. Like it, it would be tough to blame him. I'm not necessarily believing that that is going to happen. Uh, but I think it's probably more likely now than it was in 2018, 2019. I don't, I still don't think it's likely. I'll tell you what. And and, and the more that I, the reason I say that Luke is because I think that Jim Harbaugh likes to run his own show. I think the only chance he gets in the NFL is if he gets one of these desperate, stupid franchises that are just like, you know what, Jim, you have it all. You have say on roster decision. But how often did you, do you see that in the NFL? Bill O'Brien, Bill Belichick. Bill O'Brien only did it for, I think it was a year down in Houston where he's the general manager and the coach. So you don't see it hardly in the NFL. I know Bill Belichick has done it for a long time with the Patriots, but that's a different kind of scenario but you're, you're also answering to ownership even in that capacity exactly exactly you know and and that's a much different dynamic than what he's got with ward at at the university right. of michigan right and i mean i know jim has done has has been frustrated it goes back to the satellite camps at the ncaa didn't like right. having to do it in sec country and all this stuff and it goes back to other stuff like that but at the end of the day i think jim really does enjoy coaching at michigan i know I think he kind of had an intervention in 2020 when, when that season didn't go very well and, and he was kind of coaching for his job, but then 2021, as we know, and 22 have both gone his way and, and he's been as good of a coach as I've seen at Michigan in a long time. Um, probably going back to at least Lloyd Carr. Right. So, I mean, for him to just leave like that for the NFL, I, I don't think would, would sit well with people, but I kind of get what I kind of understand where you're, where you're coming from. Like maybe he's sick of the bullshit in the NFL and the NCAA and would like to coach professional, but there's, there's, there's issues there too, because like, you know, you've been coaching college kids for what, 10 years now, just about eight, nine years now. And then you're going to go coach in the NFL. I mean, urban Meyer had his own problems in the NFL, not saying Jim Harbaugh and urban Meyer, the same guy, but I mean, urban coached, a lot of college football and then decide to go to the NFL. Pete Carroll kind of did the same thing. Although I guess Pete Carroll would be the one. If you, if you think Harbaugh would succeed in the NFL would be like, okay, well, Pete Carroll had a lot of success at USC or had success in the NFL, then had success at USC and then went back to the NFL after the violations and stuff. So I guess I could see that, but I think the biggest thing is like, it really kind of depends on what happens this year. Well, Does season- I mean, Go oh, go ahead. Finish. No, I was just going to say, if the season goes to you know what, then there's a chance that that I think he comes back and it's like you know what, I'll, I'm doing this again. We're 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 going to try and win again. Uh, yeah. If they win the national title, I think he's gone. I uh, uh, going back to your point about uh, him and Urban Meyer. Like we know, Jim Harbaugh 
he's already had success in the NFL. Like it's not, it's not really a question. He's got one of the greatest winning percentages of all times. Uh, he went to three straight conference championships. He went to the Super Bowl. Like there's no question about that. He knows he can succeed in that league. We know he can succeed in that league, but there's also comes the thing of look, man, he might have interest in the NFL, but at the end of the day, someone's still got to offer him a job. Uh, we know, like we love him at Michigan, but, he's notoriously difficult to work with for, for all of the things that I've mentioned. And maybe he has mellowed out over the last near decade uh, in Ann Arbor in, in terms of that. But uh, you brought up 2020, man. I think there's a little animosity there as well. Like how I, look, man, the, the human element is the human element, right? Like at the end of the day, Ward gave him a 50% pay cut and yeah, he, he's going to view that he's a competitive guy. It's not about the money. It's about the fact that, he felt like they didn't believe in him, that he could write the ship. You know what I'm saying? So I, I still think there is very much some animosity uh, amongst Jim right there. But he is – I the, the other thing, if you read the tea leaves, man, he's so focused on this team, right? He's, he's kind of talked about that. Like he, he said, he's almost had to force uh, himself to talk to his wife and his family because he is so focused on this team and, and this season. And that uh, that that seems a, a little bit interesting to me, too. Like you want that. Right. But if you're putting like all your eggs in this basket, that could mean something else. Uh, I, I hope I'm wrong uh, in that sense, in that he is is very much focused on the future as well. But again, this is like this is like one of those NFL contracts, right, where where it's a big and I'm not talking about the money, but this is this is just an analogy. Like, like you paid a quarterback a lot of money. Your cap space is completely tied up and you've got a shot to go win it all. And you know that there's kind of a clean break and some cap relief uh, on the other side of this. Uh, if you're Jim Harbaugh, it would make sense, like you said, especially if they win uh, a national championship, if they if they if he was uh, to give it up and maybe not even go back to the NFL, but just get out of coaching college football. I don't know. I, I again, general. I'll only I'll only believe it when I see it, right? Like as as far as I'm concerned, Jim Harbaugh is going to be the coach in 2024, facing a potential suspension. Though, again, the NCAA bl- broke some of their own bylaws. I'm sure Tom Mars is chomping at the bit uh, to go after them in court uh, because of some of this stuff. So um, we'll 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 see what happens. But hey, we're we're going to be focused on this season as well. It should be a fun one. Now, just to just to touch on your Urban Meyer point, um, I what I, I just want to clarify what I said. What I mean is like he's been out of the NFL so long. Do do people view him as as just a college coach now? Do they not view him as that guy that that fell in the sky out of the sky to Michigan, where he could have went anywhere in the NFL, anywhere in college, and he chose Michigan? Uh, do people still view him as that? And then the other thing is too about you. You make a good point about Ward, but you know what? Michigan could really put this whole thing to bed by just saying, you know what, we're going to make you the highest paid coach of college football. Yeah, he still they don't want to really, do it. As, as far as I know, he still doesn't have an extension. They don't want to do it. I know Chris Ballas of the Wolverine. He uh, reported, I think it was like a week ago on one of their shows, uh, said that the, the contract is there, but he doesn't want to do it amidst this whole this whole situation now. So it's just like if if. And the offseason wasn't right. And after you lost to uh, TCU wasn't right. After you beat Ohio State, like in between the college football playoff and 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 the, the Big Ten championship, 
wasn't right, then when's the right time? Because you're going to get to a point where it's just like, this contract needs to be signed, Jim. I know it's probably in his lap, and he's like, well, do I sign it? Do I not? Like, sign it. You want to be here, right? You want to be here. You got. I've heard a lot of people say he's got it made at Michigan. He does, man. He's got everything he wants. He's coaching his alma mater. He's got his son on the coaching staff. His dad is there still once in a while. Like, he's got it made here. Why would he want to go somewhere else? That's that's kind of my thing. I do understand where you're coming from with the whole NCAA and everything, but yeah. Well, this should be one of Michigan's best chances to win a national championship, and that's not just Homer talk. The numbers back it up. We'll be talking about that after a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. And we're back into Feeling Blue on the Block M Podcast Network. Luke Yardy along with Tyler Seeley. And we teased it a little bit before the break there that Michigan, and we keep hearing it, number two in the AP poll. We've talked about it. There is national championship talk surrounding this team. And I know it may sound ridiculous to some, but the numbers do back it up. Uh, Today, for the last time before the season hits, Bill Connolly of ESPN released his final preseason SP Plus rankings for the 2023 season. Michigan does come in. At number three, trailing Georgia and Ohio State, leading Alabama, LSU, and Penn State, who round out four, five, and six. But it's when you take a look at the numbers that really paint the picture of why Michigan can win a national championship here this year, or at least be in the mix for one, more so than they've probably been even over the last couple of years, winning the Big Ten and going to the college football playoff, as Georgia sits atop the rankings at number one with a 29.2 rating. Ohio State closely behind at number two with a 29.0. Michigan in third at a 28.6. That puts Michigan as a half a point underdog to Ohio State and just over a half point underdog to Georgia at the top of the rankings. Those two teams leading. They're about a half point better than Alabama, and then there's a big drop-off to LSU, who SP Plus would make Michigan about a five-point favorite over LSU on a neutral field. And why this is so important, Tyler, is you go back to last year when Michigan was undefeated, went to the college football playoff, they finished six points below Georgia, the number one team. 
they finished two points below Alabama in SP plus rankings. And you even go to uh, the, the 2002 preseason rankings. The final one, Michigan was number six at 21.4. They trailed Georgia by 9.1 points in the SP plus ranking. You take a look at it right now. And Michigan is closer to the top of college football than they've been probably since 1997. Yeah, and and even that 1997 team, they weren't projected to be the the national champs and they, you know, they ended up doing that with the likes of Charles Woodson and guys like that, but I mean, this is exactly where we wanted to be, right? This is exactly when you lost to Georgia in 2021, you're like, "Okay, well we weren't even close to that team." And then you did it again and you beat Ohio State again in emphatic fashion you won the big 10 title and then you you lost a game to tcu that you really kind of feel like you gave away you should be ranked where you are right now Uh, maybe ohio state should be where michigan is and michigan should be where ohio state is but i think honestly if 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 you think about it logically i mean that game at the end at at the end of November is going to tell you a lot of what we need to know and again like i said this is exactly where you want it to be this is exactly where you want it to be to start the season in the ap poll and then also in this sp plus as well yeah and michigan is one of just two teams uh in the entire country according to sp plus to have both a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense uh they come in preseason at at number 7 offensively and number 4 defensively the only other team in the country to have two top 10s uh in offensive sp plus and defensive sp plus here in the preseason is georgia number six offensively, number two uh, defensively, Ohio State. They've got the number one projected offense coming in. I also, I mean, there's a couple of human factor questions with Ohio State. Quarterback and tackles, we've touched on that. They come in 12th in defensive SP+. Alabama, fourth offensively, 11th defensively uh, is the only one close to to having two top 10. So if you look at it, Michigan, one of the most complete teams in the country, according to these SP plus projections, along with Georgia. Yeah, and that's accurate. I mean, Michigan's defense last year was among the best in college football. And their offense, you know, we we like to say it was kind of one-dimensional, but damn, was it one-dimensional, but damn, was it good. It didn't matter who they faced. They could run the ball up. They could run the ball at will pretty much. I know they had some resistance against Illinois, but Blake Corum got hurt in that game, as we all know. Um, But, I mean, if you just think about it, I mean, and we kind of talked about the fact that they're going to be slinging it around a little bit. I mean, could they be a top three offense in college football? I I mean, I I would like to think so. It it all depends on philosophy. At the same time, like like you said, we don't know. Like slinging it around for Michigan could mean so many different things. Right. Uh, like if, if it's just even Fair. an uptick from last year, it's still probably only middle of the road in, in college football. Like we're not going to see an Ohio State like offense in Ann Arbor. Like it's it's simply no. not going to happen. They also don't probably don't have the weapons on the outside to pull it off. But that's OK, because they don't need they have a completely different philosophy. And, and you know, Georgia w- was able to do it. Obviously, Michigan top to bottom. 
probably not as much talent as George has had the last couple of years. Uh, it's not a knock on anyone. It's just, it's a tip of the cap to how George has recruited the guys they've put in the NFL, particularly first round talent going to the NFL, but it, their style of play where they could mix it up. Like if you watch Georgia week to week, right? If they felt that they could punch you in the mouth and run it down your throats, they would, but they had no problem coming into a game and slinging it around the yard with Stetson Bennett. They weren't stubborn last year. And I'm not saying Michigan was necessarily stubborn. I think they were a little stubborn in the red zone uh, more so than more so than anything else between the twenties, what worked worked, you know what I'm saying? But they got a little too conservative for my liking in the red zone. Would like to see that taken up a notch in the aggressive category a little bit here, but uh, you know, I, I do think at least probably so. So Michigan last year, they finished 15th in the country offensively in SP plus I, I would like, and I would expect them to be at least top 10 uh, here this year because of the versatile weapons they have in the different things that they can do, especially when you have JJ McCarthy with a full year of starting under his belt, you have to let him a little bit loose here this year. You know what I'm saying? So I would expect that. Uh, I think the defense should should finish top 10 once again. They finished ninth last year. I, I would expect them to be around probably the, the 6 to 10 range here this year uh, as well. Um, so I, I think Michigan has a really good chance to finish top 10 in both, and that definitely puts you in national championship contender territory. I agree with you 100% there. I, 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 I think that, you know, you <laughs> – you talk about slinging it around. I guess it, it kind of depends on what the, what the definition of that is. Because if you think you're going to do what Ohio State does, you, that's not going to happen. They don't. Jimmy the ain't going to throw it forty times. You know no, what I'm saying? No, absolutely not. Jim Harbaugh is not wired that way. And even if even if Sharon Moore is like Jim, we got to throw the ball forty times. They're not doing that. So yeah, Sharon Moore can, is, can... is the exact other. He's he's going to go the other way. He's going to JJ's <laughs> going to throw it four times probably. You know Ex- exactly. So. Um, but I will say one thing about this offense. It's very dynamic. You want to do some yeah. some reverse jet sweeps. You can do that. You can do some read option. You can do some RPOs. Obviously, you can run the football. The question is, is, is can J.J. hit the deep ball with a guy like Roman Wilson or Cornelius Johnson? He did it in the Ohio State game. Didn't do it a whole lot all year last year, so we'll wait and see if they can do that early in the season and kind of get on the same page. So even if you're not doing that every game, you know, take a shot at the end zone just once or take one deep shot to to suck the defense up a little bit or to back them off a little bit. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think that if they can be anywhere between eight and 10, I think I'll be happy. Um, and then obviously the defense is we, the defense. We kind of almost know that it's going to be good really. I mean, at this yeah. point, uh, to be honest with you, the the one place that I would like to see an uptick is first down pass rate, to be honest with you, because yeah. you, you've just you've really if you're able to do that, if you start to tick that up a little bit, I mean, I think the the offense changes completely. You 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 stay ahead of the chains and you you stay on schedule probably more often. I think that is the one key area, particularly in the red zone, right? Even, you know, they get down to the, the eight yard line and it's two runs straight up the gut. Yeah. Maybe you get down to the four to three, but you put yourself in a tough position at that point. It's not in the Michigan state game, right? Whereas field goals galore. Now, luckily the defense was good enough to, to shut them down for an entire second half. But I mean, it, it's just, you need to be a little bit better if you want to be a national champion. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think that, you know, the teams historically that kick field goals don't win games. So the red zone is a huge issue. I think they've probably addressed it. We'll see what happens is that, you know, the proof will be in the pudding when they kick it off. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely an area of, of concern. I wouldn't even say concern. I would say like lukewarm concern because they were still able to do it. But yeah, I agree with you. The passing a little bit more on first down, I think would be huge. Um, even if, if you're running it on first down a lot and you start, you throw in a play action there and you take a shot downfield, the defense is going to be like, what the hell? They actually threw the ball on first down. So, I mean, a part of me is like, you know what, let's, let's see what it looks like. But honestly, they, they've been so successful in, in what they're doing to, to be able to mix something like that in there, I think would be huge. So we are just two episodes left until we kick off the first game against East Carolina in the big house. Probably going to be doing a, a couple of scheduled deep dives, uh, first half, second half over the next couple of weeks, uh, starting to look at some positional personnel getting ramped up, ready to go for actual football. Can't wait. Tyler, where can we find you on social media? Yeah, I can't wait. You can follow me on Twitter at SealDog91. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcast. And check all out, uh, uh, check out all of our shows here at the Block M Podcast Network. For Tyler Seeley, I'm Luke Giardi, and we'll see you next week on Feeling Blue.